0: Good day and welcome to Holding Fast. Trust your anchor is holding once again today. It is a day-by-day process, is it not? Of continual dependence and reliance on the grace of God in order for me to live up to my high calling of God in Christ Jesus. The Apostle Paul was familiar with that struggle and encouraged us in Philippians chapter 3 to labor uh, as an athlete would, to put in incredible effort to be able to glorify the living God and be worthy of that calling. And in effect, that's what we're learning about today. Uh, I don't know if you t- have your Bible handy, but in 1 John chapter 3, uh, we have been looking at the consequent responsibility of someone who who loves the Lord, who's in fellowship with God, who has Uh, by faith entered into that relationship with the living Lord Jesus Christ to be a child of God that has depended and trusted on Him. We have learned that that's a great love that has been, been bestowed on everybody who comes to know the Lord. We have discovered that the Father bestowed that on us even though it's undeserving and unmerited in any way. Uh, That's what staggers us about God's love even more. And then that we should be able to be called the sons of God, a sonship that is beyond remarkable, that really is staggering to the person who considers the love of God towards us, children of flesh, uh, fallen, broken, uh, a tendency always to do wrong instead of right. Uh, But yet those that put their faith in Christ, who are trusting in Him, are called the sons of God. Uh, what a what a remarkable statement that is. The world doesn't like that. Uh, the world doesn't know you. All of a sudden, you become alienated. Uh, you become uh, a thing to be marveled at by the world that we live in today. Somebody who uh, can convincingly say and with confidence that uh, I am a son of God. The world just looks at that and thinks that that's bewildering and foolishness. Uh, that we could be even called that. And he said in verse 2 of 1 John 3 that we are the sons of God now and we know it. Although we don't really understand all the implications of it. Uh, it doesn't appear what we shall be. Even though right now we have the confidence and the reality of a present salvation. It's not all completely done. We have been converted. We have been justified. we have been, uh, We have been declared righteous in all our ways. Uh, We are being sanctified as God leads us along to grow in our faith. One day we will be glorified completely. And that's what this verse is hinting at in verse 2 in 1 John 3. It says, It doth not yet appear what we shall be. One day uh, we will know more fully than we could ever know down here. Uh, We know the Bible says that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. We long for that time. We have an expectant hope about it. Uh, When Christ appears, we'll see him in all of his glory and his majesty, see him in all of his purity. And the Bible says, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. That these old frames of earth uh, that are frail and broken, subject to disease, will all of a sudden be changed, and it'll be changed into the image of our Savior in heaven. Uh, we'll receive new bodies. We will have a new existence that is not characterized by decay and failure. Our bodies are breaking down now. Uh, we all become apparent parent of that from one time to another. I know in the past month it's been a great struggle for me physically, suffering from uh, health uh, uh, issues that just uh, baffle you, but it really makes you aware of your humanity and the the brevity of life, and uh, one day we look forward when our bodies will no longer break down in that manner. Verse 3 goes on, though, to say that even though we may be children of God, we may be children of God, but that comes with responsibilities. If you're a genuine child of God, then God holds you to a specific responsibility before Him. And this is an area where many people really fail to be taught and to understand, and they stumble and stagger along in the immaturity of their uh, their life and of their relationship with God. Uh, God calls you as a child of God to have the responsibility to work out your salvation. The Bible says in verse 3, And every man that hath this hope in him, what, the hope of knowing that we'll be with Christ one day, Uh, then it says, every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. What hope is that? The hope of seeing our Savior, of being made like him, uh, to to have uh, in our very nature uh, and our existence the same image of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, That's every man that has that hope. He does what? He purifies Himself. He makes Himself holy. Now, in the sense that none of us could make us make ourselves holy, but in this sense that under the influence of that hope of seeing Christ, being prepared for Him, ready for His return... Uh, which I hope you are today, that when you're under that the influence of that hope of being like the Savior, you're going to put forth every effort in your struggle against sin, in overcoming uh, your evil bent and evil tendencies, which are Uh, which are are necessary to make you pure you have to overcome those things and you do that by taking advantage of the means of grace that God has provided God has given you a church he's given you a church family he's given you a people that you belong to he's given you a house of worship where you come to hear the word of God explicated and understood Uh, it's illustrated for you Uh, you take advantage of the means of prayer uh, of meditating on Him and, of course, the Word of God that gives you instruction for how to live. It, it's your vital lifeline of understanding God's love for you. Uh, they, these are all means of divine aid that God gives to us. The indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit takes all those means of grace and He brings them to help you to be what you ought to be. The writings of God, uh, the agency of God's servant. Uh, the preacher and others that are there to help you and be successful spiritually. Uh, We are reminded in Philippians chapter 2, So then, my beloved, just as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. That's what God's called us to. The thought is that, that the hope of being like Christ and of being permitted to dwell with Him It's going to lead you, dear listener, to earnest and sincere efforts to become holy and to actually uh, understand that the result is up to God and He's going to make something great. And what He's going to do, it says, "...even as He is pure, uh, as every man that hath this hope in himself purifieth himself, even as he is pure, the same kind of purity, the same degree." That's the tendency that a hope in the risen Lord Jesus Christ is that He's going to make you holy even though you may be, not may, but even though you are imperfect now. The effect is that one day you'll be made perfectly holy in the world to come. What a joy we have to look forward to. Uh, If we were to understand that this world is all there is, it would be a disappointing prospect indeed for every person Yet we understand that the Lord is in the process of making us into what He needs us to be, that we habitually begin to meditate on Him and His goodness and His faithfulness. Let's remember today that God calls us His children, but being His child comes with responsibility. Take advantage of all the opportunities that God gives to you to glorify His name and to be a trophy of His grace today. God bless. Walk with Christ.